0: Welcome to Better Yet. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better Yet is a conversation that started in 2016, and it's a conversation that continues this week with my guest, Greg Mendez. Greg's beautiful self titled album was released earlier this month. One of my favorite records of the year, Bubba's. And Greg is here to talk all about it. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to all who are subscribing to the show on your podcast player of choice, I'd like to invite you to, to visit our website, betteryetpod.com, and check out our YouTube page, at Better Yet Pod. How we doing today? I'm drinking that Dagger Mountain coffee, daggermountain.com. Follow them on Instagram, at Coffee, My favorite coffee roaster in the U.S. of A. Right here in Valparaiso, Indiana, the home of better yet, since October of 2020. Let me take a moment here to plug my latest web development project, Riffin, Riffin riffin.io. Riffin is a guitar tablature sketchpad built by yours truly, along with a small development team of amateur guitar players who grew up using websites like ultimateguitar.com and 911tabs to learn how to play Our favorite songs on guitar and bass. We built Riffin with a little more focus on the editor, our custom-built editor. It's sharp and intuitive. It's a great way to write out your song ideas and store them safely and securely with our AWS serverless backend. Check it out, riffin.io. Riffin.io. A reminder to you all that I am a full stack developer for hire, betteryetpodcast.gmail.com or tim at betteryetpod.com to get in touch about web development, interview inquiries, podcast hosting, or just to say hello, tim at betteryetpod.com. How we doing, Bubbas? Excited to be back with another interview this week. This Greg Mendes record has been the soundtrack to my last couple of weeks. I do have some news. Your boy Tim got a full-time job. I start tomorrow. It all happened pretty fast after a very slow and long job search. Actually, the reason why I started doing the podcast again was to put it out there that I was looking for a job, and now I found a job. And heaven knows I'm so relieved to be done with a very long job search. I actually got the offer right before my conversation with Greg Mendez, which had me feeling light and loose and excited to talk to the homie. Greg Mendez is a songwriter. From Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Greg released a self-titled record on Forged Artifacts and Town Tapes earlier this month. It's a beautiful, ornate document with songs that go all the way back to Greg's earliest recordings. Greg has been recording for years and collaborating with our friend Evan Bernard, who engineered the drums on this record. This Greg Mendez record is something special here. The songs... Delicate portraits of relationships, true stories of addiction, performed by Greg on an acoustic guitar and adorned with precise and captivating arrangements. This is one of those interviews, too, where it's me not only stoked to talk about this most recent record, but I'm riding high on a week spent. Digging back into Greg's career. His records are so special. And we get along famously, of course. And I'm happy to give you all an update. I was able to jump on that third pressing of the new record. Looking forward to getting that in the mail. And I'm looking forward to sharing this interview with you all. Thank you for listening to Better Yet. And thank you for subscribing. We will see you next week. For now, here's me and Greg Mendez. Emanating from beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Greg Mendez is on the show this week. Greg, welcome to Better
1: Yet. And then I'll be like Kai. Exactly. <laughs> It'll go like just that.
0: like that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How you doing, Greg? It's looking sunny out there in Philly today.
1: It is really sunny. I'm in the shade, which is nice.
0: Yeah, sitting outside on your back porch. Yeah. And we were just talking in pre-pro about our mutual friend Evan Bernard. How'd you? How long have you known Evan now?
1: Since like 2006, I think. Yeah. We uh, yeah, I went to I went to college for a little bit, um, and the and me and Evan lived in the same dorm building.
0: Oh, okay. So you and were. We were
1: at- uh, and we were both music nerds
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh is that what you went to school for was that the original no no
1: no he he did i was uh i was going for graphic design oh okay which wasn't for me
0: no that's all right it's not for everyone. I mean, it seems like because you and your and your partner worked on this album cover for your self-titled record, right? So you, you yeah. don't need a college education to make that. <laughs> I really like that album cover, by the way. There is something very, very captivating about that that image. As a as a Catholic boy myself, seeing the oh, Madonna cool. there is like shit.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of, like, the only kind of stuff that I can make. Like, not very professional-looking, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs> Were you, did you grow up in a Catholic house?
1: Um, My, well, no. Not, like, my household, but my dad's side of the family is very Catholic. Yeah. Like, my dad grew up in a Catholic household, for sure. And, like, all his siblings, his grandma, or my grandma, like, yeah, everything you know, Spanish Catholic.
0: Oh, sure. Sure.
1: So So, you know, anytime we anytime we saw my grandma or, you know, anyone from that side of the family, it was like, "Okay, going to church, going to church." Going to church, church.
0: Like we always do, guys, right? Communion, like, uh-huh. you know,
1: all that. Where So, so where yeah. are you
0: from originally?
1: I was born in Boston and like grew up kind of around there and then um and then moved to New Jersey when I was like ten.
0: Okay, I'm a New Jersey kid too. Where? What part of New Jersey did you?
1: Morris County.
0: Oh, okay, nice. Wait, what's Mo- about, Morris you? County? That's Morris Town.
1: Yeah, Morris sounds in there. It's a bunch of small towns. Yeah. Uh, very uppity. Yeah. It's it's pretty. Pretty, right? Yeah, it's pretty, but um, you know. It was. I didn't really like the pe- most of the people very <laughs> <Yeah>. much.
0: <laughs> I was born in um, in Summit Hospital, same same uh, hospital as Evan, and then I grew up in Ashantic Station, um, which is part of Somerset County, very very green, very hilly. Yeah, my part yeah, of Somerset my part of New Jersey like hasn't changed at all since like the fifties. Yeah. So was there was there music in the house when you were growing up
1: um not really like you know my my uh, dad used to play saxophone and my mom used to play the clarinet but like they didn't really um you know I mean they listened to music you know but it wasn't like a particularly musical household my mom uh, started playing piano like when I was like in middle school well the way she did it was like the church that we went to which wasn't catholic it was like protestant or whatever and um she was like oh you and your sister are gonna start taking piano lessons which i didn't really want to do but with like the church organists or whatever yeah but the reason was that she wanted to start taking piano lessons and she could uh Lie about it. Oh. <laughs> Be like, "Oh yeah, I'm taking the kids to their piano lessons." Oh my but god, so fun. it was also for her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so is your sister younger, older? She's younger. Yeah. What's she into?
1: Um, she likes reading a lot. Yeah. <laughs> She's not. Yeah, she doesn't make music or anything. No.
0: So where when did you get hit like bit with the musical bug where does this come from for you
1: I think always like I just always felt really drawn to it as a kid like I feel like nothing else really made me feel like that um in like an in like an escapist way but also in a in a way that like you know also in a connecting way if that makes any sense like Some whatever I makes was you like, feel yeah, whatever I was, like, going through in, like, the world around me, like, sometimes I wanted to, like, cocoon away from it in, like, a song. But then other times, like, you know, in a car or something, like, I feel like it would, like, amplify my connection with the world. Like, yeah. Just nothing else really did that for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny the, the way the car kind of, like, becomes its own place its own like world I just re- I feel like so much of my musical discovery in my high school years was just based on the cds that I was putting in my car and what was working when I was driving around my volvo
1: yeah same yeah it's definitely like it's a, it's like a uh yeah I feel like the car is kind of my favorite like the car and headphones are my favorite like vessels for music
0: yeah I'm buying more CDs now these days because I like to listen to them in the car.
1: It's nice, yeah. I feel like CDs are underrated, and like, like also in terms of like, like, I make a lot of CDs for merch because like it's really cheap to do.
0: Yeah, and
1: like people buy them, and they sound good.
0: Yeah, like full on good.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like better than Spotify.
0: Yeah. Um, so I guess like, how did you, how did you start to find music that you were, that you were connecting to? Was it on the radio? Did you start, did you find like local shows when you were in high school?
1: Um, I feel like one, like at first it was definitely the radio. Like I was just kind of like, you know, I liked like rock music, pop music. What'd you get? 97.5 right?
0: PST. Was that still a thing?
1: I don't remember Um, But yeah, anything like country You know, anything that Like Anything like that I really liked And then like um, I remember the first time I heard uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit Which was in my Half-uncle's Jeep He was like driving me somewhere And uh, played it And I was just like, what is this? It was like the coolest (laughs) The coolest, like heaviest thing I'd ever heard And then like my, um, my aunt, I I started getting into like, you know, like pop punk and stuff from my friends and like middle school, and like elementary school. Oh, it was like new metal before that actually, like corn, limp biscuit, uh, stuff like that. And then like, you know, Blink-182 and Green Day and stuff. And then my aunt got me into like, like 80s, 70s and 80s punk. Like she was like a punk back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I saw there was some like, I started getting into like um, more underground stuff. Like I guess when I was in high school, like sometimes like bands would come, like there were a couple bands floating around and and like bands would come through and play like, you know, there was this church or like there was a a little DIY spot, but um, it wasn't really till I moved here. When I was like 17 that, um, that I really got into like the DIY scene or whatever.
0: Yeah. When did you start playing guitar?
1: I think I was like in middle school. It was after the piano lessons. Yeah. Um, Cause I had just been begging for a guitar for a really long time. Um, for like, you know, probably since I was like seven. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I started playing like probably I was like 12 or 13. Maybe 13.
0: Playing acoustic guitar? Yeah. What kind of guitar did you get at first?
1: Oh, it was awful. It was like a. It was called a Terra. Uh huh. Like T A R A. I think it probably cost. I mean, it definitely cost less than $100. And it was like a half size acoustic guitar. The action was like a like almost an inch off the fretboard so it was like so hard to play yeah and it, it was kind of like a i think it was kind of like a uh what's the word for it like a challenge from my daddy's just like well if you can play this and i guess you could do it and he got me that uh. and like a <laughs> and like a vhs tape that showed you how to play like you know a g chord and like yeah C. a couple of
0: chords and
1: yeah So that was the start.
0: (laughs) Did you start writing right away? Was it kind of like you're learning how to play guitar so that you could write your own songs?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I also was like wanted to learn like Blink-182 songs and stuff like that. Yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, I I definitely wanted to write, and it was stuff like that that I was trying to write, like power chords and like Uh those kind of riffs and stuff.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, um... It's that Elliot Smith comparison is pretty easy for anybody who's, you know, double tracking vocals and guitars. But I hear a song of yours, like your earliest stuff, like Lethargy. It's like, yeah, Elliot Smith is yeah, definitely I was there with was you. Yeah.
1: Just, yeah. I was just ripping it. It's <laughs> <point. laughs> just like, that is what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And, and you were, I guess, did you just start recording, like, the moment you had the capability to?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Which, like, wasn't until a little later. Um, I had, like, well, I had a friend who had, like, a computer program when I was in high school called, like, Cakewalk. It was really bad. And, like, you know, like, all, like computers were, were bad then. And it was just, like, you know, somebody's family computer. Um So we would do stuff, like, with our, like... We did a couple things with our, like, pop-punk band with that. But um, I really didn't start recording myself until, like... Well, until probably a little bit before I moved here. Like, I had, like, borrowed my friend's four-track for a a little bit in high school. And uh, I, I don't think I have any of those anymore. But, yeah, until I got, like, a laptop and, like started using like garage band that was like when it started really yeah
0: and that's around when you moved to philly yeah were you playing shows like when you moved here or did that all kind of come later
1: i did play some it was like you know like every now and again like uh, like a basement show house shows stuff like that yeah um, i was playing in a band with evan called airports oh cool and, we did more shows than um than like i did like my my thing was kind of just like a you know a, a, an, not an afterthought cuz i think i i spent a lot of time doing it but i didn't really like uh i didn't i didn't really pursue it as like a thing anything other than like a home recording project
0: it's kind of hard to there's like not really like a a path for just playing by yourself i guess the folk punk thing was going on but yeah that was big yeah but still a little different i feel like if you if you went in you kind of had to have like a like a food bombs like in your background
2: yeah <laughs> <for> <laughs>
1: it to be. i mean i did play like i did play a lot of folk punk shows and like that I mean that community was like really supportive but I definitely didn't fit in like as far as uh the music went
0: yeah with the I guess it's like it's interesting because the stuff that you play it especially people coming from like a like a punk background it's like the the tempos that you kind of work with have always been slower you haven't had that, like, you know, you, you don't have, like, the palm muted, like, you know, these are fast songs, but they're just played on an acoustic guitar. You've kind of always been doing your thing at your pace.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely partially, like, the Elliott Smith influence. Yeah. Um, which always kind of felt like like punk to me in a way, but, like, not, I mean, maybe not sonically, but, like, the...
0: He's so punk, know, dude.
1: Yeah, the spirit of it. Like I think that kind of opened my mind of like like that like the spirit being different than like the sound. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of bands that are that like sound punk but are a lot less punk.
0: Actually. Yeah, dude. And there's something like it's <laughs> I hadn't made this connection before, but like you say fuck a lot and so does Elliot Smith. And like <laughs> <laughs> Well like you see me down on my fucking knees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I, I love that, like, you know, I've had this, this week of, like, going back to your stuff, because I, I think I was hit by your newest record in the way a lot of people have been in the past few weeks, which is just seeing, like, everyone I know from Philly is, like, so thrilled about this record that you put out, and it caught me a little by surprise, because I was like, I know this name, but, um, I guess my familiarity wasn't as deep as I wanted it to be. So then going to your band camp and seeing that you have stuff that's all the way back in like 2006, it's wild that you've like documented it the way that you have and that it's still available.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> available well, with like... like the, like these are all embarrassing, but they're here.
1: Mm. Well, a lot of that is like Evan and my friend Katie um, Is that Katie
0: who, from No Thank You?
1: Yeah, Katie Delmonica, past and so, like,
0: future guest.
1: A lot of those. Oh, nice. Yeah. A lot of those songs uh, were like pre-band camp, so I was like, putting them up on like MySpace and all that stuff got, you know, erased. Mm-hmm. What maybe, however many years ago, and I am like a digital fucking mess. So like yeah. I don't have like. Like, I don't know where anything is. There's, like, things on, like, dead computers or, like, thumb drives that I lost. And, like, like my archiving is horrific. So, a lot of those, I, like, like, Katie and Evan saved them all. Oh, I <laughs> love that. And then I was able to re-upload them on, on Bandcamp.
0: Um, Hope You're Doing Okay is up there. Like, from all the way back in 2009 the last song yeah. on your on your new record do you always keep the door open
1: yeah i mean like you know if something if i keep thinking about something then like yeah or like you know there was a period where i like went back i mean i hadn't listened to a lot of those like really old songs in a long time and i like got them from Katie and Evan and I listened to them and just like a couple of them I was like you know these are really like messy and sloppy and like some of the lyrics are bad but I felt like there was like something there on a couple of them like that one yeah
0: um there's a long gap between the earlier demos and the songs from a stairwell in there which is also with that like you know double asterisk like I don't support <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um it, i mean it seems like you have a complicated relationship with that record which i think is really good
1: i think well thank you i think it's just like i think i was trying to be someone that that isn't me on that like i was like i don't know i was trying to like sing different and stuff and like um I think at that time in my life, I really hated myself, and I just wanted to be be someone else, yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense, yeah, um,
0: sort of like invent your singer songwriter persona,
1: yeah, so that one was kind of like like me ripping off country music, and like I don't know, just trying to be different, I guess, and I think the songs are okay. I just feel like they're like, I don't feel like it makes that much sense in like the continuum of my stuff. Yeah, maybe that doesn't matter though. I
0: think, I mean, Bob Dylan starts singing with a country voice in nineteen sixty nine. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's always <that's> okay. True. <laughs> um, you said you you didn't like yourself at that time, and I noticed the gap in there. What was going on? I mean,
1: um. Yeah, I had a lot of problems with drugs, and, like, you know, I was, like, just really, like, just a really bad time overall. Like, I didn't, um, I was, like, you know, homeless for a lot of it, and, like, just kind of, like, bouncing around and, um, really living day by day, if that makes sense. Like, Yeah. Um, just kind of, like, almost, like, trying to kill myself without, uh... Explicitly trying to, and um, yeah, just I didn't really get that much done in terms of music stuff, and I didn't have uh, a way to record for a lot of it, and I didn't really have the energy or like time to be working on music in the way that I wanted to during that time.
0: Yeah, I'm a recovering alcoholic and just recently (sighs) diagnosed with bipolar disorder and a big part of that was I was prescribed amphetamines and I knew I shouldn't be on them like my logical brain knew that I was um, I just knew that I was enjoying my medicine too much for it to be the right medication for me but yeah um, I mean it's you're bouncing around a lot
1: yeah, I mean, I was, like, you know, I was, like, couch surfing a lot, and I mean, sometimes I was, like, sleeping in a park or whatnot here, and then, like, I would, like, get on a bus to New York and, like, just, like, you know, bounce around there for a while, and then, like, get on a bus back, and, like, like it was just very hectic. Yeah. um, Had, like, random jobs and stuff, but for the most part, it was just, like, you know, like, making money on the street in, like, legal and illegal ways. Mm. And uh, it was just... It was a pretty intense, intense time. Not much... Uh, I mean, I, I wrote some songs and stuff. Like, I did, I did like... I I kept a guitar for a lot of it. I would, like, busk for money sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the songs generally weren't that good from that time period. But yeah. um, it was always, like, something that... I still kept with me yeah Um but i wasn't playing shows really or like anything like that
0: were you keeping in touch with like evan katie people like that or were you floating
1: yeah for like for periods of it you know um like songs from a stairwell is kind of like in the middle of that like i'd have periods where i'd like i think for that one like i like quit doing like hard drugs for a while but i was like drinking that entire time like really heavily and like i came and like recorded that with evan and there were like a couple times like that i mean a lot of yeah a lot of it i was always like trying to stop and like you know finding different versions of that none of which were particularly healthy and like and then i'd come back and like try and record something and then like fall off again it's just you know it's just all over the place
0: yeah, I'm, you know, I listen to songs like Maria, and it's like, well, you don't make that story up. <laughs> that's for sure. That's that's the life of doing the drugs that you're not supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I'm glad that you're healthy. You taking good care of yourself now? You find a find what works for you
1: yeah i mean you know there's still it's still i definitely still act up in other ways um you know i smoke too many cigarettes and i probably drink too much coffee and i don't eat very well and i don't exercise but other than that like <laughs> my life is like a million times better yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: i'm with you with you on that quit smoking i'm
1: very congratulations yeah it's that's, fucking... that's hard as fuck <laughs>
0: that was easily the hardest thing to quit was smoking yeah. cigarettes. And I don't think I loved smoking cigarettes the way that I loved drinking.
1: Yeah. I kind of feel similarly, but I, I think I do. I loved the, like, I think cigarettes were part of what I loved about it though. Cause like, like the whole time I was like getting fucked up, I would be constantly smoking mm-hmm. c- like, it'd be like, you know, it'd be like the, uh, what's the word like the topping right on everything else stuff. yeah yeah it's really it's really hard and it's everywhere and it's like so easy yeah I don't
0: know. that's the thing too yeah when i discovered hand rolling cigarettes i was like oh fuck this is not good because it's cheap <laughs> i can do it for cheap and yeah. anyway so i guess yeah what did, what did it take for you to get to you know the shrug emoji record was that a product of of being clean did you need to like sort of have your ducks in a row and then you were maybe able to focus on music again
1: yeah that was like one of the early clean ones and i was definitely like pretty i was still pretty crazy when i made that you're um, so
0: hard on yourself like on that record man
1: and even just, like, the process of it, like, I, it was, like, very quick and very all over the place and, like, very frantic and, like, hectic in a way. But, yeah, that was kind of the first one besides, like, like, like the first thing I did. Like, I got my first smartphone in, like, 2015 and I, like, recorded a bunch of songs on, like, the GarageBand app and that. That yeah. was, like, the first, which was also very hectic. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, I feel like Shrug was the first, like, like, full... Uh, you know, like, like uh, I mean, I guess it's only seven songs, but I consider it an album anyway.
0: Dude, it is an album. Yeah, I'm full full support of the single digit song uh, numbers on a record. Born to Run, eight songs. Fucking, that's what yeah. it's
1: at. I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> Yeah, I've gone seven, eight, nine with like shrug, cherry Hill, and this new one.
0: Yeah, bring it down to six. Like you don't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there um, was one that that band Home Is Where released a six song album that they were like, "This is an album." Yeah, it like it's like like eighteen minutes long or something like that. It was like, hell yeah, call it what you want. <laughs>
0: um, you got a full band then on. And Gum Trash. And that's a fucking killer mm-hmm. lineup on that record, too. You got Evan B. on drums, Ian Farmer on bass. And who's this Cody Renz playing guitar on that record?
1: Cody was an old friend of mine. He, uh, he played in a band called Decent back in the day. Oh, I, don't I remember
0: what... that band.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really good guitarist. He's still around? Where's he at? He's still around. He's... Uh... He lives in South Philly now.
0: Yeah, this is only credit on Discogs. I'm like, what? (laughs) I know that that's like the full band record, but "Try" is my fucking favorite song on that
1: record. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that one—that was like one of those phone songs originally. Yeah, and then then we did it for real.
0: It's like the most familiar sentiment i think of anyone who's quit anything is a thought of like yeah maybe this time it'll be different yeah <laughs> <laughs> it never is
1: yeah usually not <laughs>
0: <laughs> um you know performances on gum trash are all like so top-notch but i feel like you Redirected the approach a lot on Cherry Hill. It's like the full band stuff is, it's a lot more complementary to the acoustic guitar and the vocal performances. Did you approach it differently when you were making um, that record?
1: Yeah. Well, well, that I just did every. I just did everything on that one. So I think that. Yeah. And, and yeah, I feel like the full band one, like was kind of trying to do like a rock band thing and then um, for Cherry Hell and the and actually I made actually I think I made Shrug after the Gum Trash one I kind of I don't remember they were like very close yeah, in time but that one I also did by myself Um, but yeah Cherry Hell like I definitely kind of like toned it down in terms of like and kind of like went back to like kind of how I was doing it, like before, like back in the like you know in the in the late two thousands, where it was like start with the like recorded the acoustic guitars and vocals first, and then like kind of built everything else up around that. Yeah, to f- like to emphasize that rather than like you know be like a rock thing.
0: Is it just that you did, you felt like gum trash was not what you wanted? it to be or
1: I mean I think it's like I think it is what it is It I think it's like not um, what I do usually yeah if that makes sense
0: yeah like, totally
1: like I think it was I think it was another instance of like me trying to be something else where and like after that like I, I, I like it I think that everybody else did a great job of, on it I'm not like they're not my favorite songs of mine but I kind of it kinda made me realize that like um what my strengths were. Yeah. And that like um I should move forward with that.
0: I think it's the one where you figured it out. Like, that's what I had written down. It's like absolutely fucking love the way that like donut Shop sounds on that record. Just the recordings themselves are so fucking sharp.
1: Damn, thank you. Yeah, that one was just like a live take donut shop. Yeah. uh, Four track.
0: What kind of four track?
1: It's a, it was a Tascam 424. Nice. The, the oldest one, like no, it didn't have any digital screens on it.
0: Are you, when you're recording, are you doing guitar and vocals at the same time?
1: yeah from um from cherry hell on,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. I got that vibe. It's like there's there's something that's you can just feel the energy of the performance there. and I really love that it's panned to both sides. Um, I don't know. there's it, it, it's it's totally intangible, but it is like it makes such a fucking difference that it's not just like you know, two guitar tracks and then two vocal tracks
1: yeah it definitely feels different like making it I mean obviously but um, yeah I think like that's just like how I write the songs and that's how I play them so it just feels more like like I feel like I lose some of the like I don't know just the the way that they're played if you're, if you're separating it and like really concentrating okay I'm going to play the guitar part as good as possible then you're like and then sing it as good as possible you're kind of you can lose like the interaction between the two
0: mm-hmm. um, plus like doing it to tape like you just have to let go a little bit of the perfection that yeah. you
1: want. and like that's another thing with like doing them at the same time is you really also have to do that even more because like i mean none of it is like you know, edited it or comped or anything, because you really can't, Mm -hmm. if if they're together, then like, you know, some of the, some of the guitar sound is in the vocal mic and, and the other way around too. So you really like, you know, you just have to get a take that feels good and it's never perfect. And you have to be like, okay, rather than like, oh, that note is a little flat, or I don't really like, like, or there's like a little flub on the guitar. You just have to look at it from like the, okay, I'm going to listen to this and does it feel good?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel good? Does it feel like I'm putting enough effort in? Because I feel like that's honestly like maybe one of the unspoken challenges of making a short songs LP is like you really can't let anything seem like it's not like you didn't put enough effort into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like I go into it. I'm like, does it feel good? Does it feel like the song? Like, cause sometimes I'll get like a take that's like, you know, good, but it does, if it doesn't, but it doesn't feel like the song. If, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So those, definitely. Those two things really like is what I try to go by.
0: Um, Yeah. It's funny you say that. Cause I think live at purgatory is, is one of the better live albums that I've heard in a really long time. And it's, the nature of that recording, I think just like is, is so fucking ideal for the material that you have on there.
1: Yeah. that's cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. That one was funny. Cause um, I think part of the reason that it turned out the way that it did was cause we didn't know it was being recorded. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think it would have felt like, I feel like it feels like, you know, like just a show. And that's because it was, yeah. um, I think if we had gone into it and the sound person was like, I'm recording this, then it would have felt like a, you know, like, I feel like there is, there is a, maybe you can't, can't really like put your finger on it, but there's a difference between a document of something and a document of something that the, that, you know, is a document. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that, and then like the other funny thing about it is that me and V both like were like bummed by that show afterwards <laughs> like we were just like we like thought we did really bad which is funny cuz like listening back to it i'm like oh this is fine yeah, <laughs> there's <right>? nothing really <laughs> wrong with this
2: um
1: yeah
0: I, I love um i love the tip of the hat too to towns live at the old quarter mm-hmm. is like that's the towns record that i put on when i want to listen to Towns fans
1: man. Yeah same Yeah that one's really special And that was e- Definitely one Yeah, Ian convinced definitely one of my favorite Oh uh, yeah I kind of had the idea But Ian Ian convinced me to keep the The banter Like he was like we were You know I kind of sat like I got the stems back Like the sound person was just like Hey I recorded your show here's the stems And I was just like oh cool thanks And I just like did not listen to them for like you know months and then i went and just and i was like hey ian like you want to like check these out and maybe we mix them if they're not awful and he was like he's like you have he's like i'm i'm keeping the banter you have to keep it it's gonna be like live at the old quarter (laughs) (laughs) and then we were just like i should just rip the uh cover off too
0: yeah dude totally I'm in a thing called Music League. It's like a fantasy baseball, um, but it's like you make a. There's a playlist, and you put a song in for the playlist, and then the admin, like, yeah, or everybody votes on it. And there was there was one a couple weeks ago that was for gambling songs. So I put on Mr. Mud and Mr. Gold, and mm-hmm. the reason that I put it on there was because it's got that fucking beautiful dick joke that he tells <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he he. some of those jokes
0: were <laughs> damn it took my girl too
1: so your new
0: record and I should say Cherry Hell was um, the first time you released something with, with forged artifacts and devil town mm-hmm. tapes two fucking stellar labels how did, how did that come to be
1: uh I just emailed them.
0: Yeah, I love it. Back, just like, fucking that. <laughs> ask. Just ask. Yeah. Your new record, it's self-titled. Um you mentioned, yeah, V did the artwork, is that right?
1: Yeah, V V uh did the drawing and I colored it in.
0: Yeah. Why did you choose that? Was it just
1: just because like that image? Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, V like does a lot of like, uh, drawings of like virgins like that. Just like, Uh like she just does that. And I was kind of like, you know, it wasn't really like particularly intentional, but, um, you know, there's a lot of like organ, well, like Cassio tone, organ sounds. And like, you know, that little, like the beginning of the record, like there's a lot of just like churchy kind of stuff in there. I feel like, and I was just like, Hey, can you do one of these?
0: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Where did the, I love that it's just Casio tone organ. Cause I hear, I hear it. and I'm like, God, that's such a
2: beautiful.
1: Organ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all, it's all Casio. And that cherry hell has like a bigger org, like a, not one of the, like the ones that people want, but like an eighties, like Hammond with like mm-hmm. the dual keyboard that Evan gave me actually. Um, Cherry Hell is like mostly that For the organ sounds But the self-titled is all Casio Tiny little Casio
0: Your singing on this record Is just tremendous I have to say that you've like Really found Just a Just the way that like your voice wavers On Best Behavior Just fucking kills me Thank you you work on your singing a lot, or do you think you just found Not. you just grown into that crew? Yeah,
1: I think just I think I just get a little better at it the more I do it. I think.
0: Yeah. A line that kills me on the new record. It's on Maria. It's earlier that day we were both clean, but then somebody said, "You know, come back." I know I just talked about this when we tried, but it was like fuck man that's just that's just it it's like always what it is
1: yeah unfortunately
0: (laughs) that's a true story I'm guessing
1: yeah yeah for the most part how
0: does it feel like revisiting that part of yourself are you able to do it in in healthy ways
1: yeah I think so like I don't really like you know I don't really go into like writing lyrics, um, with that much intention. And this was kind of just like the stuff that came out. So, um, so it doesn't feel like it doesn't really feel like any particular way in terms of like, while I'm making it, um, some of the stuff like feels a little weird to have like out in the world. Um, but also that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean I don't know if that answered the question at all. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it did.
2: Um
0: I read that you got a concussion at work and then mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the sauce came from that. Is it is that, is that a good story? How did you get how did you get a concussion?
1: Oh, uh, it was really really stupid actually. Uh, I was doing this uh, I did this job for for a while, for years actually. Um was restoration which is like you know fire water mold damage um, that kind of stuff like like i mostly did like the demolition side of it but uh one day we had a box truck full of all like you know the trash you know pieces of drywall flooring whatever like trash like throwing it out in the dumpster and there was a there was a tension bar like a that was like solid and it had a solid metal handle that was like sticking out at a 90 degree angle and it was just up in the truck and it shouldn't have been and it was like the last bag of trash at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. i was just like you know ready to go home not paying attention like moving really fast and i just like went down like really fast to grab this garbage bag and just like clocked myself in the temple with that uh solid metal (laughs) handles like pretty much as if somebody had taken like a metal shaft and like you know smacked me in the head with it and and then I was I actually got like three or four concussions because like workers comp kept sending me back and then you're like more susceptible after that so just like being on construction sites like something would like bump my head or like you know somebody like let a box spring like a wooden box spring like tip over and fall like on my head like just like stuff that normally would have been like ow but I'm fine Mm
2: -hmm. but after
1: that one like with like only a couple weeks in between each one it just like kept like compounding oh
0: fuck do you get some extra time off then they like yeah make good
1: (laughs) yeah I actually like recorded most of it like I was actually just like out on workers comp for like a couple months. Yeah. Um, and I still have like, you know, lingering, like I'm still, I'm still more susceptible. To, like if I like, you know, hit my head on a cabinet or something like that, or like, like have like a big jolt, like I'll still get like concussion symptoms to this day. Yeah, and that was, that was man. like three years ago. Um, so it's still not over. But.
0: So I know we talked about this a little bit, but like it's, Wild how hoping you're doing okay closes out this record. It's just the perfect closer for so much of the storytelling that's going on for this record. did you i guess how did that how did that re- how did that song kind of come to be uh, a part of this record? Was it just that discovery and <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I discovered it, and I had been meaning to, you know, just do it again, and the way I went into it was I just, I mean, I probably recorded about, like, 25 songs for the record, in terms of, like, um, well, yeah, about that, and what ended up on it was really, like, you know, I just recorded, like, 20, 25 songs, whatever it is, with, like, acoustic guitar and vocals, and, like, doubled them, and then, like, what kind of ended up being the deciding factor and uh what ended up on it was just like was i able to get a good take of that song and if Mm -hmm. yes uh was i able to like come up with arrangements that felt good and that made it feel like a complete song and like some of them or like some of the songs I was just like, "Ah, I don't like this song that much. And then some of them was like, I like this, but I didn't get a good take. And then some of them was like, okay, I like the song and the take, but like, I really can't think of anything else to like go on it, but it doesn't feel complete as just acoustic guitar and vocals so that they kind of cut themselves like that. Yeah. And hoping you're doing okay. was just one of the ones that uh, made it to the finish line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, fucking beautiful track it makes me think of someone from my hometown um, in a similar circumstance you know person I grew up with that I just kind of google every four or five months just make sure nothing new's popped up
1: I hope nothing does (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) um it's a fucking great record dude Um, thank
1: you that means a lot
0: I'm a little annoyed because I tried to buy a physical copy last night and they're all sold out.
1: They are. um, I think we're doing a a third pressing, so.
0: (laughs) Nice. You got a release show. You got some release shows coming up with the homie Shannon Moser.
1: Yeah. Excited about those.
0: I've been trying to get Shannon on the show for like five years. Really? Yeah. So you think you could tell them that, you know. Right yeah here. I could
1: yeah I think I could give a little uh, nudge.
0: I think half of Philadelphia has been um instructed to give that nudge so <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, you're getting all the credit
1: okay, I'll take it
0: <laughs> um dude, this was a real real pleasure um thank you so much for being on.
1: yeah no, thank you for having me on oh, yeah.
2: could you see were you? just as they had to leave because it's not the way that you are it's what you are